Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Touched by a Horse. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, here with your host and founder of Touched by a Horse, Melissa Pierce. <laughs> I kind of wanted cannons and like fireworks. Exactly. That would be I amazing. I love that you're interviewing so many of our graduates and they do such a great job with you. And so yeah. it's fun. Every once in a while I show up. Surprise. What's so fun too is like, you know, as, as you say, the herd, um, everybody has such big hearts um, to help and to serve. And I, I know that... Um, you know, good people know good people. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that a lot of friends, family members of the people we've interviewed um, are out there sometimes thinking, I'd like to help people too. And there's something stirring my soul where I, I this, it, this work is so fascinating. So I, I think it'd be fun to talk today about um, how do people know if this work is for them, like to get involved in this kind of work? Mm-hmm. I, I'm always amazed, Chris, at how many people come into the certification program and all they know is intuitively they're supposed to be there. They really don't know a lot more about the process or, mm. or, or even what they're going to do with the training when they're on the other end. And so it's not always that somebody has a clear vision for, I'm going to do this training and then I'll go out and be this. Sometimes they come in because they truly feel it's a calling and they just know from a visceral kind of intuitive standpoint this is going to be an important step to their life purpose. I, I remember not being clear on my life purpose. I knew I was close, yeah. uh, that it was with horses, but I couldn't quite see it. Today I'm living it full out. Yeah. And so I find a lot of people are looking for ways to assist other people through their pain. Mm-hmm. It's a dream to think they would be working every day alongside their horses that they love. Um, earning a, a great income from something that is truly mission driven. Yeah. So, um, so I think they, who I'm looking for are people who have a desire, you know, they have a desire to help others and to be on their life purpose. Do you find what percent of um, people that come into your program, um, already have a horse or have experience with horses? Um, the majority do, mm-hmm. uh, but I would say a good 10% do not. Uh, that either used to have horses maybe when they were younger and then they had kids and a life and (laughs) all of that. And so they don't have horses now, or for, in some cases they have a passion and a love for horses, but they don't know much about them and they haven't had a horse. Hmm. So we are geared to kind of uh, ratchet the program up and down according to what people really need to learn and what they need to do. It's rare, I would say it's maybe 5% that don't have some background, you know, with enough to know what they want to do. But there are a lot of horses standing around without jobs in the world, without, you know, maybe they were shown and then the kid went off to college and now the horse is just standing in the backyard pasture without a job. And so we find they can match up, they can look in their local area and find horses that um, need a job, you know, need something to do. And they're actually borrowing that horse because we're not riding them. We're not training them. So it's very safe for the owner of the horse to offer their horse up, you know, to be a partner. That's so right. it works out. What are, what are some of the, um, fears that you've seen people have as they're contemplating life purpose and stepping into something like this, where they would become certified to be a, you know, an equine gestalt coach? Right. Right. Great question. I think that the unspoken fear that I really get to know as I get to know my students is they look at their own life 
and they see that they've had their own traumas and they've had their own stuff that's happened to them. So they think that disqualifies them from actually guiding mm. somebody else through their pain. Huh. Actually, I think it hyper qualifies them. Yeah. If you've had a life that's been challenging and you've had trauma in your life, this program, we, you work on your own stuff. You sweep mm. your own doorstep. <laughs> yeah. You go out right to help yeah. somebody else. It's one reason that it's a two year yeah. long program is we want our, our coaches to be mm. healthy and whole. But I also use a model here, not only the gestalt, um, but a model of coaching that basically says that our clients are resourceful and whole and they have their own answers. Just the answers are outside of their present awareness. Mm -hmm. So we're not, I think their fear is coming in. Well, I have to be so smart and have all the answers for other people. We do not. One, the horses have a lot of the answers. Hmm. And number two, the client has their answers. Our art form is helping them draw that out, you know, yeah. bring that out. I think that's the unspoken fear. Uh, I find a lot of people come in and they're more worried about their own past and their own trauma. Yeah. You know, how am I going to help somebody else when I'm drowning myself? Totally. So we, we first give them the life preserver, right? And make yeah. sure they're standing on the shore then teach them how to be a lifesaver for somebody else. I really love that because I think, um, I think, well, I think that's part of the human condition where we um, often uh, judge ourselves as not leaders or judge ourselves as not qualified for whatever, right. based on whatever story we have from our past. But I love this idea that we all have our own answers. And it sounds like what, and this is super simplified, I'm sure oversimplified, but you really teach people how to hold space for for others to have their own answers. So it's not even about what you say. True. Or, or is it? I don't know. They are. They're holding space. I do believe the body speaks the truth and speaks it faster than the mind does. Hmm. So our coaches are, are highly sensitive, aware, and trained, and so are the horses, yeah. as to the unspoken, unfinished business that people have going on. So hmm. we identify that and then help bring that out. And voila, the answers are sometimes locked in in that part. And so many times that's, let's say somebody has any form of trauma, a severe car wreck where someone was killed. I mean, anything in their background mm -hmm. and it's unfinished. That memory, while it's not a memory they carry with them every day, is not just in their subconscious mind, but it's in the cell of their body. It's in every mm -hmm. cell of the body. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes the body speaks first and that's what they learn is how to help people identify that, see where that's coming from, yeah. how it's, how it's uh, perhaps, you know, holding the client back. That's, it's, uh, the, I just, um, the words that are coming to mind for me are like, it's so um, empowering because someone is finding their own answer rather than always looking outside themselves. You get to hold space for them to find their own answer, which I love. Yeah. Um, and there was another word floating around for me um, and it, it's elusive now. I can't find it. Well, <laughs> You know, isn't it finding their truth? You know, if you yeah. were my client, I don't know what your truth is, but I can help yeah. you find your own truth, you know, right. And, right. and resolve that. So, so I think that's part of it. I think some of our, um, our practitioners come in and they're very attracted to it, but they're not sure about the business side. You know, mm. you can get certified or, or, or get a certificate, which is different in a lot of things, but you don't know how to make a living in it. You know, right. you and I both have discussions around that. 
And I've always been an entrepreneur and I've been a successful entrepreneur. And I, I say a serial entrepreneur in different things. And I love teaching business and the marketing side and how to get their name out there. And, mm. and I find good resources like yourself to help mm. them even further, you know, deepen yeah. the, that understanding. So that fear kind of goes away. As soon as they get into the program, mm. the light bulb comes on like, wow, this is going to help me really figure out not only how to do this beautiful work, but how to get myself out in the world, how to get my name out in the world. Right. And I'm not sure which is actually harder for people to learn. I think my method is, but sometimes I see them struggle more, you know, with getting out of their own way to get their, their name out there in the world. They're both, I'm sure, really ripe uh, environments for people to do some work, you know, like, you know, getting certified in your, in your process is one place to go to work. And then, I mean, having a business, launching it, growing, it's a whole other place to go to work. And yeah. About the things a, that come up for people from their past as they're trying to, you know, grow a business and absolutely. And their family members, you know, your siblings remember when your lemonade stand didn't do so well, you know, when you were five, you know, like right. you couldn't sell any lemonade when you were five. Yeah. How are you gonna, you know, so families aren't always as supportive and empowering as we hope, and spouses right. aren't and friends aren't because they carry a lot of history with the yeah. person. I don't. So mm. I see them as whole, mm. capable, um, you know, lots of potential and, and really wanting to live to their capacity in their life. So, you know, we start fresh here and, and they learn everything they need to learn to get out there and make mm. it happen. It's up to them to take action. I can't take the action right. for them, but I can do everything. Right. I do feel like once someone, and those, those, as you describe them, those two things are the two biggest fears that are coming up in my mind. Like the first one is, oh my gosh, what is my purpose? What if I don't find my purpose? How will I find my purpose? And then the second one immediately after that is, oh my gosh, but if I found my purpose, how would I possibly provide for myself or not completely like take my family's resources and make us completely unstable? Right. I think right. those are very big problems Yeah. or fears. And I think in the beginning that um, I actually, in the early years, we're in the 12th year of our certification program, like 37th of me doing the, the practice. Wow. But I think in the beginning, I didn't um, put enough emphasis on the fact that I am not trying to have people come through two years of training and step out into a fully formed practice, right? That's, mm -hmm. I mean, I spent years cultivating my database and my right. practice and my people. So today, and probably the last six years or so, I've put a lot of time into making sure they understand if they have a full-time job, keep yeah. it, build this in addition to it, then mm. cut that if they can to half time, then let go of that and nice. come over, you know, come over to this. So yeah. I think a lot of entrepreneurial, you know, endeavors, that's part of what they try to help people understand <laughs> is it's all about how many people you can reach and, and how yeah. authentic you are and getting your message out there, you know, for them. One of the um, things I've noticed lately, um, I think you and I have some overlap in our tribe, like like who we serve. Um, a lot of them feel like uh, they're not business people. Like they have never thought of themselves as a business person or an, the word entrepreneur, right. and yet they find themselves in business. And so this story called I'm not a business person kind of carries with them and they feel out of, uh, unqualified or out of touch with what to do. I'm curious what your response to that, I have my own response, but I'd love to hear your response to what, to that, to that story. Yeah. Our program is open to men and women. 
but primarily like many of the healing uh, services out in the world, it attracts more women than men. So yeah. I, I will say that. So I try to help them see it as a craft project, as odd as mm. that is. Mm. But if you had a beautiful craft project and you had all the tools laid out in front of you and you're excited about them and you know how to use them, the goal is never that the craft is 100%. We're always adding to it, changing mm. it, tweaking mm. it. If this didn't work out, we're going to tear the seam out or tear the whatever back apart yeah. it again. Hmm. And so to not be so afraid of it, to really have fun in the creative hmm. nurturing, the growing, you know, of it and not hmm. put so much of a pass fail. A lot of people have a pass fail. Yeah, right. Good and point. you're right. So many people come from a world I don't come from, which is job, which is journey, a journey of the broke or just over broke. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. They're used to trading their time mm -hmm. for a set of certain things somebody asked them to do. I have employees. It's the same for them. Yep. Here's what I want you to do. Here's your paycheck on Friday. And so they're trading for that. And it's very clear. Yeah. And the job existed prior to when they took the job, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The problem with the treppy, the entrepreneur is there isn't a job. It doesn't exist. <laughs> right. We're making it up. We're right. creating it all, all, you know, we're just infusing yeah. it with action and energy and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so rather than being afraid of it mm -hmm. and thinking of it as a pass, fail, right, wrong scenario, I think we, we, I encourage them to keep on playing with it, keep on being creative, bringing new things in. A lot of my graduates right now are doing some additional marketing work with you and they're loving it, by the way. Hmm. And um, a lot of what you tell them, I've told them and probably vice versa. I think we're right, right. aligned yeah. in that way. But yeah. to hear another voice, just to hear another person say some of those things, mm -hmm. it gives them confidence, right? That yeah. like, okay, yeah, I knew that. I, I heard that. Right. The downfall for me, even of our graduates, if they, uh, they should be up and doing a six figure a year income in, in that after that first year. I mean, mm -hmm. if they've done the things that we ask them to do, mm -hmm. but that's a big calling, right? Not right. everybody has the contacts and the database to do that. Uh, the big thing though, is how many people, because they've had the job experience where the boss has said, please do this by five o'clock today or get this done by Thursday, they're, they're not being their own good employee, right? right? They're not employing yeah. themselves well. So it's easy to say I'm the CEO of my business, but you know what, when you start, you know, you're also the janitor, the secretary, <laughs> yeah. you're right. And action is success. It's, it's really 100% to me is you've got to take action. Even if you take action and it doesn't work very well, right. that's okay. You yeah. take a different action the next time. Uh, yeah. But any action almost is better than inertia and, and being yeah. fear. I think when people <clears throat> pair, uh, when, when they do the work of finding purpose, Mm -hmm. which which they're finding in the in the certification program with you like when they go through the the part of finding purpose that brings this extra f tank of fuel this extra reserve of energy to tap into that um when it gets hard because i mean you know being an entrepreneur isn't easy i don't you know i wouldn't want to say like oh yeah it's just a you know piece of cake yeah. Yeah. there's obviously work but when you're tapped into something that feels like it's important work yes. and it makes a difference in the world uh, you just have a whole new um, context for 
why you stick it out, why you keep going because of the difference you're here to make. Yeah. And finding the why, right? That that's said totally. so much to entrepreneurs, but it, it really is true. So those tough days you go, oh yeah, it, it's so rarely what the job person thinks that it is because mm. the job person has been in the mindset of building somebody else's dream. Yeah. And in this kind of work, we're, we're working, I believe, to find a way to share something mm. that's actually going to assist and help and empower someone else. So if we always remember, I'm doing this for them, not for me, I'm doing this for them, you know, that makes all the difference in the world. I said, I've got a couple of big opportunities coming in in 2020. And, and I said to somebody the other day, they were asking me why they thought my name wasn't out there all over like Oprah Winfrey, because I, you know, got all this wisdom. And I said, you know, it wasn't my goal when I started, which was back in the dark ages before the internet, but my goal wasn't fame. Mm-hmm. My goal was who's the next person in pain who I can assist? Mm-hmm. How can I lift this person? How can I change this family? How can right. I help? And when you come from that place, you know, most of my grads come from that place beautifully. Right. Yeah. And they have some mixed message that it's okay to get well paid for that. You know, that's, mm. they get kind of nervous, like, well, gosh, shouldn't right. we be more like a church? You know, so right. is it really okay to charge people mm. money for this? And the truth right. is, the work mm. that, that I do and the work mm. that my grads do, mm. a common statement is, I've been in talk therapy for 10 years, or I've gone to look at this with several different people and I come here for one or two sessions with you and it's resolved and right. it's really resolved. It's yeah. truly gone. Um, you, you couldn't put a price on that upfront. Right. You know, right. I said, well, let me do the work first and then you pay me what you think it's worth. Hmm. I'd be a bazillionaire instead of just a millionaire, <laughs> right? So, right. I love that perspective because when you start juxtaposing what they've already paid in, let's say, talk therapy, for example, oh over years and what they could continue to pay in talk therapy if they weren't going to reach completion on all this like you're well into thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars in therapy like yeah so this is the efficient inexpensive way to go about it and and sometimes people look at one session and they'll say oh gosh i'm gonna spend what you know for this session and and they don't recognize till afterwards oh my gosh you know was the steal of the century yeah which is fun it's always good to under promise you know over deliver i think so i think so too what so if you um assuming people listening to this um are on that space where they're like i'm wanting to find something more purposeful with my life and it could be doing my own thing i really do love horses i've listened to these episodes in the past and i just keep that just keeps, you know, chirping at me, like maybe this is something I should do. Like what's a, what is a good next step for them to take to figure out if this is a, or a good fit? Yeah, that's a great question. So our website, touchedbyahorse.com, has a video on it around the certification program mm-hmm. and an application and they can get a handbook. Mm-hmm. And this handbook is a, a really thick 40 page handbook with lots of photos and wow. probably everything they ever wanted to know about it is in this handbook. So happy to mail that um, to nice. them. To our international students, we usually send it digitally. And then if mm-hmm. they want it, a hard copy, we can send that as well. I think that um, we have a lot of resources on hand. If they ask my office for my most recent webinar on the program, it has pictures of our facility and 
lots of common questions on it, you know, that are asked. Mm -hmm. We have three anthology books that are written by my graduates that are stories of actual, what we call pieces of work. And a lot of people read those books and then they get a great, you know, understanding of that. And that's also on the website in the store or they can ask the office. Um, the reason the title on my book is what in the heck is Gestalt is that was the number one question I think that my grads were asked is like, hmm, I'm interested in your work, but what is Gestalt? And I would say this book, which is not very thick, uh, is a great way. It's, I wrote it to be accessible. Mm -hmm. You can buy a book on Gestalt and it's a highly intellectualized piece of work and your brain can't wrap around. This is <laughs> right. actually written so people can understand it. Right, right. Make an application nice. in their own life with it. And, you know, that's, that's the other side to, to live Gestalt daily, you know, to live it in your everyday life changes your life, whether you go out to become this kind of practitioner or not. It's still, I think, so important for people to know what's happening in this present moment. It's not happening yesterday. It's not happening tomorrow. And all the other basic lessons of Gestalt. Love it. Yeah. Got it. So, so you listening to this, uh, if, you, if, if your uh, vo inner voice has been saying, you should probably do something like this, the place to go is touchbyhorse.com. Yes, touchbyhorse.com. Yes. And, um, and, and then also check out the books there as well. And, um, and there's all sorts of resources for you to go. Oh, my office is great about answering questions. I hire from within. So the two gals in my front office that answer the phone are graduates of the program too. Oh, nice. And yeah. so it's really nice because they can answer all those questions and they can hear what people's actual inner insecurities are, you know, about it. And they can always get an appointment with me as well. You know, yeah. once they've gone through the basics of the program, if they need to know more, you know, I'm happy to have a conversation with someone. We want to make sure it's a fit both ways. We're, we're, we're looking for this really good fit both ways. And we have actually five spaces left for our July class nice. and we're already building for our January class. So if people are interested, we've got five for July, 2020, nice. and then uh, we're, we're building toward um, 2021 already. So yeah. I, I, as I've been able to interview so many of your graduates and uh, interviewed you several times now, I, I love this work and I love what it, what it makes available for those who experience it. Like all of a sudden people are able to step into themselves. Yeah. And I think the lives that we all dream of having and living become a possibility because we let go of all the stuff we've been dragging behind us for Absolutely. so long. Absolutely. And step into their authenticity and, mm -hmm. you know, really come to their own truth all the way. Yeah. yeah. So good. Well, I love this work. I appreciate you sharing again in this episode. Um, it's always a pleasure, Melissa. Thank you for all you do. I want to say one more thing, if I may, Chris, we're going Please. to do a symposium this year, uh, September 11th, 12th, and 13th here at my ranch. And the idea yeah. is there are a lot of people that say, I just want to see the work and mm -hmm. our Core trainings are private and confidential, so people can't come in and see it. This will be an opportunity for as many people as want to uh, wow. to come. We have food trucks. Our stores are open. Um, some people mm -hmm. will be doing personal work with me that day. Some of my grads will be there that they can meet in person. And we're going to be doing some somatics work with my horses, which is always mind-blowing for people, where these horses step up and show people things. They go home and look at their own horse, if they have one, mm -hmm. and shake their 
head, you know. <laughs> I, I never knew that's what you were trying to tell All Right. Us, you know? That's amazing. It's going to be a really fun weekend. And wow. we're, we're just starting the marketing push on that. So it's not on my website yet. They can call the office for information and then just okay. be watching our email and get on our email list so they can get an invitation to the symposium. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, so cool. Yeah, I think it's really neat to actually see it in action. It's uh, really cool. I've seen a couple of videos now of that and I think it's really interesting. So so, the, so go um, contact the office at Touch by Horse for information on the symposium. Um, and uh, again, touchbyhorse.com is where you guys can go for all the contact information. Melissa, again, thanks for being here today on the show and it's great to see you again. Thanks for all thanks you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you.